You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. As we head into the final weekend of the regular season, I take a look at the 2020 Fantasy All-Stars, a couple of injury updates, Thursday's top performers, matchups, and DFS tips for Friday. So let's start with a look at Fantasy All-Stars. And this doesn't necessarily mean they're the best players at the position, but certainly offensively focused uh, best players at the position. Uh, and starting at catcher, Salvador Perez, the Kansas City Royals, had 11 home runs, 32 RBIs, hit 360, and I think that's the difference maker. Uh, gives him a slight edge over JT Real Muto, uh, the Phillies catcher, who was clearly the number one option coming into the season. So Perez sort of surprises uh, to take over as the number one catcher in this short uh, fantasy season. At first base, got Freddie Freeman, the Atlanta Braves, has 12 home runs, 51 RBIs, hitting 338. Just ahead of Chicago White Sox, Jose Abreu, who's kind of right there neck and neck with Freeman. Uh, Luke Voigt of the Yankees, also a a viable contender. At second base of the fantasy All-Stars is DJ LeMahieu of the Yankees. 10 home runs, 24 RBIs, scored 39 runs, hitting 355. Uh, Good enough to put him just ahead of Brandon Lau of the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, LeMahieu would have been considered one of the top second basemen coming into the season. Uh, Lau would certainly give you nice value, where he was expected to be and where he finished up uh, at shortstop. This is a loaded, loaded position. And we knew that coming into the year, uh, but Fernando Tatis jr. Uh, 15 home runs, 41 RBIs, 11 stolen bases, 47 runs scored hit 278, which is fine, uh, but not uh, as amazing as some of the others uh, on this team. Uh, and it's this well-rounded approach uh, gives Tatis a, a slight edge over some really good players, Trey Turner, Trevor Story, Corey Seager, Uh, All had wonderful years as well, uh, but the edge goes to Tatis Jr. Uh, At third base, Cleveland's Jose Ramirez, uh, expected to be one of the top third basemen and has delivered. Has 17 home runs, 46 RBIs, 10 stolen bases, 43 runs scored, hit 292. uh, Good enough to come in just ahead of Manny Machado, uh, the San Diego Padres. So uh, as as I said, Ramirez was expected to be uh, right there among the top third basemen, and, and he finished as one of the top third basemen. In left field, Juan Soto, the Washington Nationals, missed some time, obviously, at the start of the year uh, due to COVID, but has 13 home runs, 37 RBIs, stole five bases, scored 38 runs, and hit 351. And certainly the season hasn't gone the way the Nationals had hoped, uh, but I think Soto is establishing himself as a, a legit star slash superstar uh, in Major League Baseball. And his his season uh, gets him in just ahead of Marcelo Zuna. At center field, Mike Trout. Hey, what a what a surprise, Mike Trout. Uh, 16 home runs, 43 RBIs, 40 runs scored, only stole one base. And, you know, there's been some discussion about Trout not running quite as much, and one stolen base is definitely not running as much. Uh, and a 282 average. Uh, and that puts him just ahead of Ronald Acuna Jr., which they were really the top two options in fantasy coming into the year. I don't think either one is quite there at, at the finish, the that they would be considered one, one or two as the overall best uh, options, but uh, they uh, were one, two uh, for center field specifically. 
Uh, in right field, Mookie Betts of the LA Dodgers, uh, 16 home runs, 39 RBIs, nine stolen bases, 45 runs scored, and a 293 average. Uh, that's good enough to have Mookie slide in just ahead of Bryce Harper uh, in right field. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> entirely predictable. Everyone knew uh, Mookie Betts was great, and he uh, showed up in Los Angeles and played great. Uh, a designated hitter, uh, a position that we don't have a lot of uh, dedicated uh, designated hitters, but uh, Minnesota has one uh, with Nelson Cruz. And he had 16 home runs, had 32 RBIs, 33 runs scored, and hit 314. Uh, good enough to make him the best at that position, a position, as I said, where a lot of teams were sort of plugging in guys. I, I mean, you got all these National League teams who fi- find out in the in the moments leading up to the season that, oh, yes, by the way, you all have full-time designated hitters, and they hadn't really had a, a chance to, to set their roster in that way. Uh, so now let's move over to the pitching staff. Uh, starting pitchers, Shane Bieber uh, for Cleveland. Awesome year, 1.63 ERA, 0.87 whip, won eight games, had 122 strikeouts in 77 and a third innings. Uh, second starting pitcher, Trevor Bauer, the Cincinnati Reds, 1.73 ERA, 0.79 whip. He only won five games, struck out 173 innings. Uh, third starting pitcher, New York Mets, Jacob deGrom. 2.14 ERA, 0.92 whip, only four wins, 94 Ks and 63 innings. And that's the interesting thing about Bauer and DeGrom. They both pitch great, uh, but they didn't really get rewarded in terms of wins. And, and I would say that Bieber, Bauer, and DeGrom aren't huge surprises uh, to be up near the top. Certainly Bieber and DeGrom. Bauer, you didn't quite know what was coming after uh, a tough finish in Cincinnati last year, but uh, it's not a, a shock that he's there. Now, for our fourth starting pitcher, Kenta Maeda. Lands in Minnesota and really delivers a, a 2.70 ERA, but it's 0.75 whip. Won six games, had 80 strikeouts in 66 and two-thirds innings, gave, giving the, the Twins a real shot in the arm for their rotation. And one more uh, starter, uh, Hugh Darvish, the Chicago Cubs, a 2.22 ERA, a whip of one. Uh, he's won seven games, has 88 strikeouts in 69 innings. Funny because Darvish uh, in, in recent seasons has had some trouble uh, racking up wins. Uh, no matter how well he's pitched. And so uh, this year, he's pitched well and, and been rewarded uh, with wins on the other side of it. few pitchers who, who could have been contenders uh, for this spot and are certainly close. Uh, San Diego's Denilson Lamette, uh, the Yankees' Garrett Cole, Milwaukee's Corbin Burns, uh, and the Dodgers' Clayton Kershaw. All had very strong seasons, uh, just not quite as strong uh, as the players I've listed here. Now a couple of uh, relievers to round out this fantasy all-star team and we'll go with Oakland's Liam Hendricks who had 14 saves a 1.17 ERA 0.65 whip struck out 33 in 23 innings Uh, Hendricks uh, has sort of quietly I would say has become uh, a premier closer and uh, it it was a roundabout path to get there it's not like he came out of out of the minors and and was kind of ticketed for being the the guy to end games he Spent a lot of time in middle relief. Sort of gradually worked his way into this closers role with Oakland. Uh, and Cleveland's Brad Hand had 15 saves, a 2.18 ERA, 0.82 whip. Struck out 28 in 20 and two-thirds innings. Uh, now, a couple of other candidates, I suppose. Trevor Rosenthal is a guy who had, had the closers role in Kansas City and uh, had, has basically had a nice career resurrection this year. Uh, Nick Anderson didn't pitch very much, but was extremely effective for Tampa Bay. Uh, when he wasn't hurt. And Milwaukee's Devin Williams was ridiculous, uh, but he wasn't a closer, so you didn't get saves, which uh, for fantasy uh, purposes sort of limited the appeal of Devin Williams, unless you're in a, 
a league that counts holds. Uh, but those are sort of some other candidates uh, as top uh, fantasy all-star relievers. Uh, now let's move on, get a, a quick few injury updates uh, coming out of Thursday's action. We'll start uh, Chicago Cubs center fielder Ian Happ uh, is day-to-day right now with an ankle injury. Uh, Cameron Mabin uh, was available to fill in, and they'll probably get by, provided his ankle injury isn't too serious. But Happ has been a really productive bat uh, for the Cubs, so certainly they want him healthy for the playoffs. Uh, Kansas City uh, closer Greg Holland has an oblique injury. Uh, Jake Newberry had the save for them on Thursday. Uh, if we're looking at others in the Kansas City bullpen, Josh Stomont uh, may be the best option uh, for saves this weekend if Holland's oblique injury continues to be a problem. Uh, Milwaukee starter Corbin Burns left Thursday's start with an apparent hand injury. That's a big deal uh, since uh, Burns is a, a Cy Young contender, really, in the National League. Not, not that uh, Milwaukee season was going anywhere, but uh, you certainly don't want a guy who could be a cornerstone piece for your rotation getting hurt in any way if you can help it. Uh, St. Louis starting pitcher Carlos Martinez has landed on the 10-day injured list with an oblique injury. Uh, with Austin Gomber already in the, the Cardinals rotation for Dakota Hudson, uh, Daniel Ponce de Leon uh, could take uh, a spot in the, in the rotation for Martinez. So now coming up next, Thursday stars, some matchups and DFS tips that could provide some value on Friday. Even though sports and really the world as a whole had a break in 2020, your business didn't. You have to keep moving. And that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have a bunch of great flavors and a bunch of new ones, but my favorites are peanut butter chocolate and salted caramel. They're all low-fat, low-carb, high-protein, all healthy, and in a convenient bar. I've been trying to shed quarantine pounds at a boot camp for the past couple of months, and I'm having a little bit of success, but I leaned right into it, with Built Bar as po- part of my post-workout routine. It gives my muscles the protein boost they needed. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. That's B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to save $10 off your next order. Enjoy the best protein bar on the planet. So now let's look at some of Thursday's stars in Major League Baseball. and We'll start... A little pat on the back here for our DFS recommendation. Detroit shortstop Willie Castro was 3-for-5 with three runs scored, three RBIs and a home run and an 8-7 loss at Kansas City. The free swing in Castro is hitting 350 with a 944 OPS on the season. Uh, certainly, and he was a, a bargain in, in DFS on, on Thursday, so he, he certainly paid off with those numbers. Uh, his teammate, Detroit first baseman Miguel Cabrera, was 3-for-5 with a run scored, three RBIs and a home run and an 8-7 loss at Kansas City. 
Uh, Cabrera is obviously not near what he was when he was uh, the best right-handed hitter in baseball, uh, but he's managed 10 home runs, hitting 250 with a 755 OPS this season. One more from that game, Kansas City shortstop Adalberto Mondesi went 4 for 4, scored two runs, drove into, stole two bases in that 8-7 win. And now it's it's been a bad season really for Mondesi. There's no, no two ways about it. Uh, he's hitting 230 with a 609 OPS. But for fantasy owners, you know, if you're really into Mondesi at the start of the year, it was because you wanted st- steals and he's stolen 22 bases. So uh, he does provide value no matter what because of those steals, uh, but he definitely has not hit. Uh, the way you would have liked. Uh, there were a couple of blowouts. Uh, Baltimore had a 13-1 win at Boston, so there's a bunch of Orioles. Uh, right fielder Austin Hayes, was three for five, scored three runs, had a home run and an RBI. He's hitting 275 with a 737 OPS this season. Uh, he's been fine, uh, but certainly not a real dangerous threat yet. Uh, first baseman Pat Valeka was three for five, scored three runs, had a home run and an RBI. He's hitting 275. His OPS is 788, and Valeka's actually... Uh, been a little more useful because he, he's been a utility player uh, for the Orioles, playing some second, playing some short, and at first base. You know, getting that versatility uh, does add a little bit of uh, appeal. Uh, third baseman for the Orioles, Rio Ruiz, was three for five, scored three runs, drove in two runs. And he hasn't had a great season, hitting 225 with a 727 OPS. Uh, but uh, on this day, he had what it took to produce against Boston. And one more from the Orioles, shortstop Ramon Urias, three for four, two runs scored, two RBIs. Uh, he has 19 plate appearances in eight major league games, so we're talking a very small sample here. Uh, he's hitting 412 uh, with an OPS just over 1,000. Then our second blowout win, we've got Houston, the 12-4 win at Texas. And so we got a bunch of Astros, starting with center fielder George Springer, who's three for four, two runs scored, three RBIs, hit a home run. He's hitting 264 with an 896 OPS and 14 home runs. You know, we know George Springer is good, and he has lived up to, I guess, the expectations that, that he would be uh, a good and productive player at the top of the Astros lineup. That hasn't been the same for all the Astros, uh, including second baseman Jose Altuve, who was three for five against uh, Texas, had two runs scored, three RBIs, but he's hitting just 225 on the season with a 629 OPS. It's been a, almost a disaster, uh, really, for Altuve because what you've, uh, with all the offseason uh, accusations that and that he's at the centerpiece of it, the last thing Altuve needed was to have a season where he didn't hit well because everyone would then start to discount all the hitting that he had done previously. And I think that's sort of where he's he's stuck right now is that he's had a really unproductive season at the plate uh, with everyone starting to pay attention and, and making sure that the Astros aren't stealing signs. And, and so uh, I guess it'll, it'll put a real question mark on what kind of value Jose Altuve has going forward. Third baseman Alex Bregman, he was three for five, with two runs scored, three RBIs, and had a home run against Texas. Bregman is in a similar position to Altuve, although he's been a little bit more productive this year. He's in 254, which isn't great, but he has an 819 OPS, which is at least a little bit respectable. It's you know below what Bregman has been producing previously, uh, but not quite as egregiously bad uh, as Altuve. One more for the Astros is Josh Reddick, uh, who was three for five with three runs scored, two RBIs, and a home run against Texas. Reddick's hitting 243 for the season, has a 699 OPS on the very, very fringes of fantasy relevant. A few more. Uh, starting pitcher for the Blue Jays, Hyunjin Ru, went seven innings, and the Blue Jays hardly ever have a pitcher go seven innings. He went, allowed five hits, two walks, no runs, struck out four in a 4-1 win against the Yankees. Uh, the Blue Jays clinch a playoff spot, not quite as special this year as it's been in the past, 
Uh, but Rue has a 2.69 ERA and a 1.15 whip with 72 strikeouts and 67 innings this year. He's a bona fide ace. But uh, he struggled in his first couple of starts. Uh, and then in the 10 starts since, uh, has a 1.86 ERA, a 1.03 whip. He's been dominant, and, and the Blue Jays certainly needed it uh, to, because without him, they, they wouldn't be in the playoffs. Uh, New York Mets starting pitcher David Peterson uh, went seven innings, gave up four hits, one walk, one run, uh, struck out four in a 3-2 win at Washington. Peterson uh, has been a nice surprise uh, for the Mets when they called him up. He's come in as a 3.44 ERA, 1.21 whip. Uh, you can look forward to him being uh, a part of the Mets' future. Uh, Pittsburgh starting pitcher Chad Cool uh, had a, a quality start against the Cubs. Went seven innings, gave up two hits, three walks, no runs, struck out five. And somewhat unexpected from Cool, who... It's a 4.27 ERA, 1.36 whip, which are average-ish, uh, probably below what you would like for fantasy. Um, but uh, that was a, a quality start uh, against the Cubs. And now let's look uh, at a couple of matchups that I do like for Friday. Uh, we'll start with Minnesota with Jose Barrios, minus 145 against Cincinnati and Tyler Maley. After a slow start to the season, Barrios has been really strong down the stretch. Uh, in his past six starts, has a 2.14 ERA, 1.07 whip, uh, certainly Minnesota appears to be a better team than Cincinnati straight up, uh, but uh, they should have a, an advantage on the mound here as well. Uh, and then one underdog, I'll take the Angels, Andrew Heaney, plus 175 against the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw. Uh, in his past five starts, Heaney is a 2.70 ERA, a 0.96 whip. He's worth a look as an underdog, certainly at that price, uh, particularly if the Dodgers are sort of more, more focused on uh, gearing up for the postseason. Uh, you know, maybe Kershaw doesn't go deep into the game because you want to keep his pitch count down. Uh, and so an opportunity here uh, on Andrew Heaney at, at plus 175 against the Dodgers. Now, a few DFS tips for Friday. We'll go with Miami starting pitcher, Sandy Alcantara. $6,800 on DraftKings at the Yankees and J.A. Happ. Uh, Alcantara has only started six games this year, but 3.12 ERA, 1.21 whip. Uh, certainly effective. And uh, when you're looking at a bargain uh, second pitcher there on DraftKings, uh, might be worthwhile. Uh, San Francisco first baseman, Brandon Belt. I've got some of my favorites in here. Uh, $3,900 against San Diego and Dinelson Lamette. Now, you know, Lamette's an ace caliber starter, so this isn't an easy matchup for sure. Uh, but Belt does hit right-handers better. And overall, Belt's hitting 312 with a 1029 OPS this season. Uh, getting him at a discount price is... Uh, worth it in any in any circumstance, I'd say. Uh, Detroit shortstop Willie Castro. I'm doing this for the second day in a row. He's only $3,400 at Kansas City and Brad Keller. Now, Keller is a right-handed pitcher as opposed to the lefty that I picked Castro against yesterday. Uh, but Castro, we're talking a guy with a 350 average and 944 OPS uh, at $3,400. You, you can't go wrong. Uh, Boston outfielder Alex Verdugo again for the second day in a row. He's $3,900 against Atlanta and Kyle Wright. I picked Verdugo yesterday and he was 0 for 3. Uh, scored a run, I think, but uh, but uh, he's hitting 323 with an 881 OPS and hitting leadoff against a questionable starting pitcher, right? As well as he pitched last in his last start, he still has a 5.74 ERA and a 1.72 whip on the season. Uh, that's hittable. Uh, and so getting Verdugo at a, a discount price uh, does open up some options for you in, in your daily fantasy setting your lineup. Uh, that'll do it for this week. I'll be back on Monday uh, with more wrap-up for the 2020 fantasy baseball season and look ahead to daily fantasy for the playoffs. Send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore fantasy MLB on Twitter. 
you want to fire off an email, send it to LockedOnFantasyBaseball at gmail.com. Find us, subscribe, and rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Now, tell your smart device, play the most recent episode of Locked On Baseball. Stay safe and stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis. 